Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Believe Podcast Network, SoCal Sweat. My name is Ann McDaniels, a former NFL cheerleader and product manager turned actress and model who dreams of being a UFC fighter. Meow. Learning strategies to help motivate others leads me to bring you interviews each week from a range of athletes, experts in fitness and nutrition, and so much more. Thanks for listening to Believe, the number one podcast for working professionals, and let's push our endorphins to higher performance through SoCal Sweat. This is your host, Ann McDaniels, and welcome to another episode of SoCal Sweat. I recently heard an interview on the Joe Rogan podcast about the Spartan Kids race and camp in Maine, coached by the owner of the actual Spartan race, Joe DeSina. He pushes kids to the limits in discipline, physical fitness, and forces them out of their comfort zones to truly realize what they can actually achieve if they believe in themselves. Besides the amazing life lessons, Outdoor physical fitness is paramount for kids' health and socialization, particularly during this pandemic. Fast forward to former All-American college football player who also played in NFL Europe and for a brief time for the Giants and a few others here in America. In this podcast, I introduce you to Guy Narduli, said former player and also a current actor in Los Angeles. Guy recognized the need for small boutique youth sports camps over the summer and coaches youth football on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings in LA. He pays close attention to safety, so the kids only play flag football. For the most part, they concentrate on speed drills, speed ladders, punting, passing, kicking, and allowing time for mentoring with real life examples of both succeeding and failing in sports and in life. Role model coaches like Guy are so important to today's youth and I now introduce you to this tough but kind coach, Guy Narduli. Well, hello there, Gaetano Marco Narduli. How are you today? I am well, thank you. How are you? Good, thank you so much. Guy and I have been friends for a long, long time, and I have always been very, very impressed with his fitness levels and fitness knowledge and the fact that he literally was born out of the womb with like an 18 pack. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. You genetically define everything and people want to hate you. And then I meet your dad who has the same thing. And it's like that, that is just pure genetics. Have you, have people gotten mad at you about that? Like, well, you know, you're just born with it. <laughs> uh, have they gotten mad at me? I, I've got, I've caught a little bit of grief asking me how I was so fortunate enough to have abs like that. And it's funny. Um, one of the kids that I coach, um, he looked at me cause there, there, there's times when, you know, it's a, you know, it's really hot out there. So I'll take my shirt off and I'll be running around with the kids. Um, and when I say kids, teenagers, uh, sophomores, uh, high school. And so one of the, one of the kids looks at me and he goes, coach, I don't, I don't get it. He goes, like you got a beer belly, but you have abs. He's like, how is that? How is that even possible? He's like, you have abs, but it looks like you have a beer belly. And you know, my, my ego gets bruised easily. All I heard was <laughs> beer, beer belly. belly. I didn't, I didn't hear the fact that he, he saw abs. All I heard was beer belly. But uh, to go back to what you were saying. Yeah. I've, I've had abs since I was a kid. It, it's, it's crazy. Um, I used to love doing sit-ups. I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but yeah, my dad, 
my dad has been fit. He's always been pretty thin and fit and, you know, a Marine, a cop. So he's like, you know, I, I guess I got to thank him for at least six of the 18. It's, it's pretty amazing. Is it, do you think it's part of the Italian genes or is that just pure genetics? No, I think the Italian genes would make it worse. I think I would end up being a very large man. The beer belly would come through, the, but the, the, the pasta belly would come through. The Peroni, Peroni beer. <laughs> well, that is certainly cool. Are there any moms on the sidelines that are kind of like, or even dads? I don't know. Uh, no, I actually, it's funny. I, had, uh, I got a couple dads that'll come and watch the practices. As, as per usual, dads are always involved. You know, sure. they, they always, always come and want to see what their son's doing. And I'll, I'll get the sideline coach every so often. Hey, try doing this. And I, I'll kind of look over oh, and be God. like, yeah, no I'll get I'll get to that move. I'll get to that. Sure. Move. Have you had any girls sign up at all yet? Uh, no, I've had a few ask, um, but none of them have committed. Yeah. Okay. Very so, cool. Um, like I want to open it up to everyone, and you know, with the school year starting now, we're trying to because this whole COVID thing has really been difficult, you know, on everybody. Um, so trying to find time to get these kids out there, and now with this. School's not fully opening, you know, homeschooling. We're trying to figure out a way to get these kids to come out and work out still and not affect their schoolwork. Because um, as I tell a lot of the kids, most importantly, you know, school, get that education, get into college, you know, learn your way through, play your way through when you can. You Absolutely. Know, type of thing. And um, we're trying to figure out after school program with them to see if it works. Because the dads actually brought that up that they still want the boys to be out there working out because the football season this year is postponed due to, due to COVID. It's like the, the, the fall sports are pretty much getting crushed. So I think the first game is in January. So if they don't work out until January, they'll be out of shape come football season and right. they'll be useless. Right. Well, you're such a great mentor. Can you just kind of highlight your background as far as playing football in high school, then going to Penn State, then going to Elmhurst, and then going to the NFL. I mean, you've just, you have a phenomenal repertoire of, of, of football knowledge for you to teach, for you to teach and coach. Yeah, um, I, yeah, my football career started off, obviously, in, in high school. I didn't, I, you know, I played the Pop Warner thing with friends, and it wasn't really my, I was small. I was, I was a very small kid. Um, when I got into high school, I think I was like, four foot six, 80 pounds. Like with I was, abs. Yeah. <laughs> with abs. Um, but I was, I was tiny. Uh, you know, I, the gear didn't fit me. And um, my work ethic is what got me on the team, you know, and my father kind of instilled that, like the no quit mentality, work harder than the next guy, uh, stay after, come early. Um, you know, the adage was if um, – you know, five minutes early, I'm 10 minutes late, you know, 15 minutes early is on time. And that was my thing. I showed up on time, 15 minutes early, worked out afterwards. And I put the work into it. Like, you know, high school, high school was tough for me. You know, I was, I was small. And if it wasn't for my work ethic and my speed, I was, I was pretty fast. I was going to say you're kid. very fast because you were safety. Yeah. I, I played free safety. But when I started off, I was, they had me at tight end if you could believe this at four, like my freshman year on the frost shaw team at four foot eight, four foot six, 80 pounds at tight end. Cause I was the only kid on a team that could remember the plays when the coach would call it to run it in. So like he, 
he used to have these long plays like our ah, rip 72 lead flood right um what was it why yo yo I, I still almost remember it why yo yo uh zip corner stop i think was like one of the <laughs> one of the plays and i was only like the only kid that would be able to remember that as a freshman so i started as tight end just because of that reason uh, my sophomore year i got bumped up to varsity because i put on a little weight and like I said, I was really working hard. I just, I, I just, I was nonstop work ethic. And football shouldn't have really been my game, to be honest with you. I was better a baseball player than I was at football. I just, my love for the game took over. And I just loved the game so much that I put all my focus in it. And I would study, you know, some of the old Hall of Fame players. I would watch, you know, the Walter Paytons, you know, the Ronnie Lotts, you know, the Doug Planks taking it even further. You know, I, I would... Being from Chicago, I obviously Bears. the Bears. Um, and junior, senior year, got my senior year, and I really wanted to go to a big school. Like that was my, you know, my thing. I wanted to play at a, at a large capacity, large level, and play in front of a huge crowd. My high school coach didn't really believe in that. Um, not that he didn't believe in that. I shouldn't say that necessarily. He was, he was a heavy realist and I was a complete optimist. Like I, I didn't have a ceiling. You know, there was no, it wasn't even a glass ceiling for me. Like it wasn't, to me, it was clear. Like I was like, um, I was about to swear and I don't know. So I was about to say, okay, cool. I was about to say, fuck it and just go for it. You know, I was like, I'm not going to be stopped. So my senior year, you know, I wanted to go to the Michigans. I wanted to go to the University of Illinois. Notre Dame, like these are Northwestern and, you know, Penn state came along and that was, that was it. Right. Uh, shot over there, trail. shot over there. Um, got a little homesick, came back to Elmhurst, uh, was an all American that at free safety. Um, my foot career, if my football career blossomed in college, like it, high school, I was a very good high school ball player. I became a great college football player that's where it not, matters not not to pat myself on the back it's not not doing that like i literally became great in college my speed i got faster my muscle my muscle body my body became more manly you know i, I started putting on the man muscle um and once again work ethic and I, I stress that i can't stress that enough with the kids that i coach now it's all work ethic you know and the game has changed so much, but, you know, before I go into that, like I, I didn't get drafted. So I went to the combine. I worked my ass off. I got signed by, by the giants. They sent me out to Europe. I played in the European league. I came back. I got shipped around the U S quite a bit, you know, Arizona, Iowa, Ohio, um, landed on practice squads, um, played my ass off. And I, I mean, I just, I just didn't stop playing. I loved it so much for me. It wasn't about the money and you know, Granted, you know, you get, you get paid. So it's, it's fun to get paid and, and, and play a game that you love. But for me, it was the love of the game. And I did it, you know, shit, seven years after, after college and, you know, opened up a restaurant. My body got a little tired. Um, I'm not going to, you know, give you the, oh, I blew up my knee. And that's the reason why, you know. I... No, just the truth of the matter is it just got, it became a job. Right. And the minute it becomes a job, you lose that kid drive and that's when the injuries really happen. 
they're not paying as close attention. No, no you, you, you don't care anymore. You know, right. it's like, it's a job. It's like, fuck, you know, it's not fun anymore. Like I used, I had fun going, like practice was fun. You know what I'm saying? Like the game was great. You know, co- you know, college, Europe. When I got to the league, it was different. I didn't really play. You know, I was practice squad guy. You know, I got my ass kicked a lot. So it became a job. And once it became a job, it, it, the, the fun left. So the oh, what I was got in. The fact that you got in is huge. That's a, such was, a small percentage. Yeah, I mean, the the odds of everything. And this this brings me back to thank thank you for that. This brings me back to my high school coach. And I'll never forget this. I'll never forget this to the day I die. Um, so, you know, senior year, the uh, parent-teacher conferences, you know, all that stuff that the teachers do and whatever. So my mom and dad are going around talking to all the teachers. And my homeroom teacher was my head football coach. And I remember, I remember like it was yesterday. Oh, Mr. Miss Narduli, don't worry. Oh, the question was, I, hey, coach, so do you think, do you think Guy will, 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 succeed and do well, you know, college football and move on. Uh, Mr. Miss Narduli, I, I got to be honest with you. Guy's going to get into college. He's going to see how hard it is. He's going to see the competition level and it's just, he's just going to stop. Like it's just going to, he's just, he's just not, he's not going to, he's not going to enjoy it. So fast forward, you know, two years. I don't have my first All-American certificate. I don't have it. He does. I went into his office, went back to the high school, and I put it down on his desk. I go, here you go, coach. This is for me not making it in college. And I oh, handed it I to him. Oh, I love it. My stomach hurts. And we had a little, like, tiff about it. Good. At, at, at one point, then we, you know, we made up, and he uses me as an example now when he you know, coaches his, you know, like at school. He's like, Narduli, and I was always known by my last name. He's like, Narduli was this big, didn't have equipment to fit him, worked his ass off, and he got to the next level, and then he worked his ass off and got to the next level again. It's all about work, work. So he used me as the example after saying that I wouldn't make it. So the drive, the drive, it's all about the drive. It's 100% driving. I try to, I try to do everything like that. You know, That's and I try amazing. To- That's incredible. I mean, maybe he, maybe he wanted to do that, and he's living it through you. He saw the piss and vinegar that you had and the motivation, and he was jealous because this happens so often. I mean, you can, you can probably thank him. He drove you further. Oh, like, watch me. Watch Yeah, me. probably. And you know what? And it's the same thing as, you know, when I moved out to Los Angeles to pursue an acting career, it was the same thing. You know, I had family members kind of at home going, what are you, crazy? What are you, stupid? You're not... You can't make it in that business. You've never acted in your life. Blah, 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 blah. You know, it's the same odds, basically. And it's so funny. I chose two careers that are next to near impossible to succeed at. And knock on wood. You and have. Thank, and thank, thank my blessings. I've succeeded up to this point. You know, no, there are complaints. I could complain until I'm blue in the face. <laughs> but well, I've, I've got I've got more positives than negatives. Absolutely, you do, and you have a strong resume. And on that, guy, you play a lot of roles. As far as I mean, first of all, com- coming as an athlete, you can do a lot of stunt work, and you have, and you've played opposite. Um, who is the Spider Man, the the Superman guy? Um, uh, Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. I mean, you, yeah. you played against him. You've played unbelievable roles from football to soaps and everything in between. And a lot of times, because you have the body that you do, they want you like half naked on camera. Can you share some of the things that keep you camera ready? For example, I think you talked about watermelon or just the ways of cutting down. I mean, the last uh, movie that you and I were together on was Unbelievable, which is, you know, 
went to con this year, which is fantastic. Yeah, right. That was fun. Uh, yeah. And you were the weather boy in a towel. And I'll also, I was half naked. We pay, play a lot of those roles just because of our physicality. Mm-hmm. What are some of the tricks of the trade on that? Oh, well, you, well, you brought up the watermelon diet. Um, <laughs> and it, it was it was a... I, <laughs> I can't believe we're going to tell this story. Um, I, we were on set. And that, that's how it kind of came up. And I'm like, oh, man. We're all dressed up, makeup ready, costume ready. And then I'm like, oh God, I got to, I can't. Oh, no, and the director, we had us all set up. Are you ready to go? He's like, yeah, we're ready to go, we're ready to go. I'm like, oh, wait, no, 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 I can't. I got to go to the bathroom. And we looked at each other like, oh my God. I'm like, I was on a watermelon diet. I got to go, I got to go, I got to go, I got to go. <laughs> so what ends up happening to you when you go on a watermelon dried fruit diet? We don't recommend it. I don't recommend it at all, at all. It's, 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 it's a harsh diet. Um, but I'll tell you what, you will get shredded, you will get ripped, but you'll be miserable and you'll be spending a lot of time sitting down on the throne in the bathroom. Like it's, it's, <laughs> like it's hard. And that's exactly what happened to me on that day. I had to go to the bathroom really bad after having dried fruits and watermelon. But to answer your question, to keep in shape, I, I've kind of gotten lazy as of recently and my laziness and I say it like this, once again, don't mean to be conceited. Like my laziness puts me at excellent shape. Like I'm usually in, I'm usually in prime shape where I'm ready to go. Now I keep myself about two, three weeks out of that just because the dieting is so hard. But we do, man, we're in a business that it's so image conscious that it, it's, it sucks. Like it really sucks. Um, to stay, to stay in that prime shape all the time. It's like, you know, you, you can't, you can't go out as, I mean, you can go out. You just really can't eat the whole, like the second ho-ho or the first ho-ho, you know, or, you know, drinking, cut back the drinking. Don't have, you can't overindulge is what you can't do, but you can't not live your life. So, but you know, what I want to tell everybody about it is, live your life, like really live your life, but don't overindulge in it. Like keep the workouts, keep working out. You know, if you got to walk, walk, if you got to run, run, but the dieting only do it if necessary. I, you know, or unless you're as vain as I am at some point where you want to be the 18 pack guy, and you just like eating watermelon and dry fruit and shitting all the time. <laughs> I mean, Well, a guy, if, to me, you have a very, very perfect balance because, you know, you do a lot of Italian cuisine. You still go for, go indulge and you'll go to food fest. I've gone with you to food fest. You eat to your heart's content and it really doesn't seem to affect you. However, I think when you have such great muscle memory and you work out all the time anyway, I think your body just almost just takes it as like, okay, this is a treat food and we'll just move on. But yeah, I agree with you. We really do have to be, um, oh, especially, especially for the roles that we play. I mean, we have to be camera ready. And when we say camera ready, you have to look leaner than even what the camera shows. So we always have to have striation. And the reason I had Guy explain the watermelon diet is because your muscles have to show through, almost like a bodybuilder that's cutting weight at the end, only spitting out apples, cutting the water that cuts the liquid from your system so your muscles stick out, you know, right. better on camera. And then we have tricks of the trade, like, you'd, you know, put some tanning slap some tanning, you know, tanning stuff or Crisco yeah. for modeling. We use a lot of Crisco or just oil to make ourselves look better. And it's a job, but you can't, can't let, it, let, let it rule your life. And I think you do a great balance of that. So back to the football, 
Well, like really back, really back on what you were saying, like the muscle memory and all that, because it, there, there's, there's, a, there's a scary moment in, in everything that you do. Like, if, like I eat, you know, Italian, you see me cooking all the time. You know, I put up the, the cooking with guy episodes and having fun with that online and pastas. When I do do that, I do have it. I do go into a heavier workout the next two days. It's just, you know, it's the, it's the thing of whatever you put in, you need to burn out. So if you're going to eat the pasta, make sure you're working out afterwards and that, you know, the next day or next two days, otherwise it's going to sit in you and you're going to find yourself getting softer. I don't want to use any body shaming words, but you're going to get softer. Sure. And thanks for saying that because so many people will say, oh, I can eat, 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 not get fat. That doesn't really make sense. Some people are genetically blessed, but I think it does catch up with you. And like you said, it's simple math. It's deficit and surplus. You put that in, that's got to be burned. Yeah. I mean, I, I could have said that when I was like, I could, I could eat till I'm blue in the face and I will stay somewhat slim somewhat just because genetically that's my, I mean, my mother, my father, the, the, we're, we're thin, we're on the thinner side, you know? Um, but that being said, it doesn't necessarily mean that I could eat five bowls of pasta, sit on my ass and not do anything and not expect to not get soft. Right. That, that's just going to happen. Like, you know, you can't just eat and not gain weight. And especially as you get older, you know, I'm, I'm 46 now. And you've got the beer belly six pack. I, you know, <laughs> I've never really had a beer belly, you know, and all of a sudden I'm like, and it's hard to shake now. You These don't, are- you don't have a beer belly. <laughs> so, um, have right. you incorporated with your pastas? Have you incorporated some of the, like the spinach versions or the beet versions or the gluten-free? Have you experimented with that? Or do you stick with the, with the, I'm Italian, this is what I eat? <laughs> I don't believe in the gluten-free stuff, but um, I do, we do have, um, you know, when we, when we cook at home, we'll do like a veggie pasta. You know, we'll do like some spinach fettuccine. Um, I started making my own pasta. We got a pasta maker. You know, I started making my own pasta. Wow. Um, so once you start getting fresh and start making things on your own, it change it changes everything. Like Absolutely. the preservatives and everything that are in the pastas that you buy at the store are gone. It's heavy but healthy. You know what I'm saying? It's because it's natural. It's like you're creating. It's a whole. It's a whole food, and you're yeah. not adding anything to it to keep keep it alive. Sure. Sure. So guy, you've not rested on your laurels during COVID whatsoever. You started these football camps of which I'm very impressed. And of course, you know, you and I both love football. So if someone were to do this in another area, what do you recommend as far as the, the top equipment to, um, to get? And do, do you provide all the equipment or do you have people provide their own mouth guards? What, what are the things that people can buy to start one? Um, I'm all about simplicity right now um, due to here, here's, here's where there's a fine line in, in doing football camps and where the like a better word, the danger comes into play. Um, and unless you're fully bonded, you know, and you have like a huge insurance policy, I highly discourage anyone to do contact style football camps because no matter what no matter what you put out there no matter what waivers you put out no matter what um you know um the heck's the word i'm looking for just some kind of an insurance policy okay. of, of a- well the insurance you know you, you have that you have that but i'm saying like you know injury waivers or anything else Protection. all of that all of that is bs because if a kid gets hurt on your watch breaks an arm breaks a leg because you're doing contact and you're not a school function 
or a heavy uh, full company, you're in trouble. Like they're, they're coming at you, unless you set up a company and everything, they're coming at you personally. And that's, that's dangerous, you know, and I don't recommend doing those types of football camps for a number of reasons, not just the injuries. You just can't personally attend to everybody. There's no way, you, you know, even with five kids, you do a full contact camp. One, it doesn't put them in game situations. All you're doing is having two kids run at each other, smacking each other. Concussions happen that way. Um, and, and with equipment, lack of form gets thrown out a lot of times with these camps, you know, especially if you don't know what it is exactly that you're doing. And I've seen a lot of coaches do these things who either watch the game, think they know the game, you know, or, you know, they can't coach, but they just don't know the proper form, especially now the game has evolved so much through the years. The rules have changed so much through the years. Like when I played, hella different time. Like I, we used to lead with, the, you know, our forehead, put our head into the chest, put our head into the ball. I couldn't tell you how many concussions I sustained in my entire career from high school to the pros. I couldn't even tell you. And concussions are scary, you know, and I, I think of it at times, you know, CTE is for real, but that is, it's not BS. That's real, you know, and the blows that I had are bad. So when I do the caps to really keep it simple, I have uh, ladders, I use the, I use the, I use two ladders. I you use cones. Speed, speed ladders? Speed ladders, yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't use climbing ladders that you're climbing the wall. <laughs> They're flat rope, like rope style or uh, canvas type uh, ladders with a plastic bar going across on the ground. I use little mini yellow disc cones um, and I set up drills. So my camp, my camp really consists of speed, footwork, technique. I don't do contact. And if there is any type of any type of contact at all, it's within a one-on-one -on -one form base. So it's going through the motions at 50% speed. So I keep everybody like if when I'm doing the offensive lineman, you know, teaching them how to slide step, you know, shuffle their feet, keep their elbows in tight, and it kind of explode out with their hands. You don't need anybody in front of you to do that. You can just do that because if you get your form down and you get your technique down. You put somebody in front of you and you go into a contact aspect of it. If you have form and technique down, you're in. You're 80% you're done. The other 20% is physical. And that's like your workouts. You know, it's a separate thing. I don't do any of those. I don't work out with them. Like we'll do push-ups. We'll do jumping jacks. We'll do some sit-ups just so we have some sort of a core workout at our camp. But nothing to the point where I'm working you up. Uh, Muscle-wise, it's all speed, footwork, and conditioning with me. How about some cardio as far as like oh, a couple, maybe a couple laps? A yeah, we, we, start off, we start off with one full lap around the field. Um, okay. it, I work out. It's a, it's a soccer field that we use. Um, and I, it's funny because it's a great field. Uh, it's the Hazeltine Memorial uh, Park on Hazeltine and Magnolia. Um, they have three different uh, turf fields. I usually find a spot. It's at 8, 8. Right now we've been going 8 to 10. 8 a.m. to 10, 10 a.m., beat the heat. And the kids come out and we start off, I should we stretch because, once again, if you pull a muscle, you're done. So stretching is important. Um, you know, working on your flexibility. The more flexible you are, the faster you're going to be, the stronger you're going to be. It's that simple. Your muscles are just being stretched, elongated, and allowing more blood flow to go through them. 
if you've ever noticed when you pull a muscle or you get tight, you find yourself, you know, it, it turns into a knot and you can't move. The blood flow is not getting to it. It's just a big ball. So you don't have the blood flow and the water flow and the liquid flow to get through there to stretch yourself out. So make sure you're stretching. Um, and, you know, we'll start off with light runs, go for, form running. Um, then I go into the, I go into the ladders, you know, quick feet, you know, one step in each one, two feet in each one, really work on your footwork. And then we'll go into our cone drills and I vary the cone drills. I try to change it up day in and day out. And our workouts are Monday, Wednesday, Friday, it's three days a week. And we'll do that for the first like hour and a half is legit footwork, conditioning, speed training. And then the last half hour at times, I'll try to have some fun with them, you know, We'll, we'll do some one-on-one -on -one routes where they're running routes against each other. Um, and, you know, running back drills, things, things of the nature where it's not all work for them. Sure. So that the kids, when they come out, it's still learning the game, still learning the techniques, still learning how to run proper routes. But keeping the love of football alive like you lost during the NFL. Right. And it's, it, and it's also keeping them a little competitive. Like they get to go one-on-one -on -one against each other, covering each other, talking smack. Showing off. Yeah. And, you know, I got, I got a kid that, you know, he's like, oh, well, they're going to beat me. And I kind of, I, you know, this is where the, you know, where you asked me about the mentoring. This is where that comes in. It's, you're going to get beat. Like, it's that simple. You're going to get beat. You're going to get beat in football. You're going to get beat in life. You're going to get beat. And it's not about getting beat. It's how you handle getting beat. You know, and it's, and, but yeah, man, football, I, I've always, football has been my, like my life thing. Like I sit through all the football stuff and I, I relate it to life. Like you're going to get beat, man. You're going to fall down. You're going to, someone's going to be stronger than you. Someone's going to be faster than you. Uh, you know, turn it around and go into the acting world. Someone's going to be better looking than you. Someone is going to have better representation than you, whatever it is. Someone might even be a little bit more talented than you. Great. Awesome. They're not you. You know what I'm saying? No one is a better version of you. No one can be a better version of you. Period. So if you put your best foot forward and you put your best effort forward, you're gonna succeed. Okay, you get beaten around, fuck it. Come back, find out why you got beat. What was it? Change it. You know, if he's faster than you, okay, you know he's a step faster than you, take a step back. Sharpen your skills. Sharp you know, earlier. Yep. You know, it's I wasn't you know, I was fast. I was one of the fastest guys, but I wasn't the fastest guy. You know, I mean, shit, Randy Moss, you know, run right by me. No shit. You know, he ran a 4.240. I ran a 4.4. The 0.2 seconds is a lot of steps in, 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 in football. It's a he's lot of steps. Tall. I mean, he's very long and lean as well. He's a stream well, bean. Yeah, but I mean, he was super fast. You know what I'm saying? Right. So don't, don't worry about all that. that. You know, that's what I try teaching these kids. Like, don't worry about it. Get out there. You know, have fun with it. Like, enjoy Enjoy the fun part of it, you know? And if you make the play, if you make the play, listen, I'm all about shit talking, you know, but don't knock the other players. Not, you know, the shit like, I got your ass, you know, I beat you this time. It's not you suck, you suck, you suck. It's I got you. Praise yourself up. You know, I did this, I got you, so that the next time he comes at you and he beats you or she beats you. I'd love to get more girls out there, to be honest with you, um, just so I can get a girl that's ripping by these guys because – I, this sexism of girls can't be better than guys is bullshit. And I've seen Absolutely. some girls, I've, I've seen some girls that can rip by men, you know, and it's like, yo man, 
it's a different world. These girls. Well, you would know I beat you running up Runyon Canyon. So it's like, that's so obvious. I mean, obviously yes. you're using me as an example. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I think, I think it was backwards too. You got me backwards. backwards. Yeah. Yep. And in the pool, all of it. I think I can out, out, out bench press you too. You know. I, I can't do that. I can't bench with my life saved on it right now. <laughs> with my broken leg, I am very strong upper body right now. So I think I, I could. No, I think that's very important. And, and especially in the world of bullying and also just in the age of social media. And I also think kids are often just praised too much that everybody gets the blue ribbon in. And a study just came out that that there is just too much praise along the way, along the journey. And it, there should be less of that because then the win means nothing if you're always, 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 oh, you're the best, you're the best. So I think that you provide a really good... Um, Re reality, a wonderful reality, because you've had phenomenal successes. But when you're that successful, you have to fail with every with every successes. Twenty failures. Yeah, you can't learn without failing. You can't. Right. It's 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 impossible. If if everything you do is great, if everything you do is great or praised or, oh, you did. Where's the learning curve? Where's the, where's the learning curve? Yeah, like, where's, where's that? Where, where, like, where where are you figuring out? what you did wrong like you know i'm, I'm not gonna say that second place is the first loser you know oh i got second place well no that means you lost first <laughs> like i remember those being the things that we were told when i was younger yeah and that's a little harsh you know it's a little harsh like you don't want to you don't want to do that but the truth of the matter is this i you know i don't want to be i don't want to be ricky bobby you know uh and say it if you ain't first, you last type of thing. Right. That's not where you want to go. But you also don't want to have everybody getting a trophy because then it just, like you said, it defeats it the purpose of right. like, what, then what is winning? Like, what is winning? If that was the case, all of us would be Oscar winners in the acting world. Right. All of us would be Hall of Famers in any sport that you're in. All of us would be CEOs in life, you know, with, with jobs. Like, it just doesn't happen that way. Life isn't, like I said, you're going to fail at some point in life. Like it's going to happen. It's, and it doesn't mean you're a failure at all. It doesn't mean that you're a loser. It doesn't mean anything negative. It just means that you're going to hit a hump, a wall. You know, you're going to stumble. And it's about how you get back up that makes you the best. And, you know. The Rocky, Rocky mentality. The Rocky yep. mentality. It's not about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. And you epitomize that for sure. Like, and it's the truth, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's, it's the truth. Like, you don't want to sit back on your laurels. You don't want to be the, the kid that, oh, yeah, did you see my kid? He's looking at look at all the ribbons he has on the wall. And it's like, well, they're all, like, participation ribbons. And that's like, embarrassing why, for kids also. Like, what are you doing? Like, right. It's just great. Okay, yes, I understand that you want to be positive and you want to make the kid feel good. But he's not getting better. Because if it's, oh, well, I'm going to get a ribbon just for being on the team, I, I mean, it's not even, you're not learning anything. Well, it's like, like the college scandals. Like, oh, my kids are rowers. Um, you wouldn't even know how to operate a, 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 an erg if you got in the rowboat at USC. It's just crazy. You know, right. It's, I, don't it's know like, erg, I don't even know what an erg is. They okay. wouldn't know. No, and, then, I, and when she says, I don't want to go to school anyway, it's like, you know, that's such a cheating thing. Yes. Right. And yet you're not going to get anywhere with that. Like what happens when you do, what happens when this happens? Like what we're going through right now, what happens when yeah. this happens? Okay. And everybody got a participation ribbon when they were younger. Now, now this happens. 
And you're like, oh shit, what, like people are getting laid off, people aren't working. All of a sudden, the hustler's mentality is what's kicking in. And that's what's like, that's what's rising to the top. Um, you know, like for me, I, I get down on myself often. Like this isn't, you know, I'm not, I'm not rah-rah all the time. You know what I'm saying? And, and we're, we're, we're in a business that is rough. The acting world is rough. I get down on that. I get down, I get down on life. Like, I'm not going to say it's all, you know, peaches and creams and you know, rainbows for me, you know, like, the COVID thing hit me. I had to figure out what to do. I had to figure out what to do. Okay. Cause survival money was gone. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, all, all the actors in this industry, you know, out here are bartenders, waiters, um, hustling gigs. I mean, you, you hustle your gig. Like you're, you're one of the biggest hustlers I know out here. Like you, look, you've, look at so how people have left. They've left and everyone, the they quit because of the whole participant. Like, Oh shit. I, I'm not getting anything handed to me anymore. Give it up. Out. Can't do it. Whereas, I, you know, football camps, I, I turned around at 46. I took the fireman's exam, you know, I, I got like a real estate exam that I'm, I'm, I'm prepping for. Like, you know, it, it's the hustler's mentality because right. you, you just have to. Do I have a career in it? No. But am, am I sitting back? No, I'm, I'm kind of hustling. Once again, falls back into what happened to me as a freshman in high school, knowing that in order for me to make it, I need to hustle. Now, now, give me the blue ribbon as a freshman and not give me the ass kicking that I got. My mentality changes today. Changes today. I get lost. I get lost in the shuffle. And it's just not fair to, one, yourself, okay, and two, to the people around you because then you're expecting things. Yep. And you, it just And you develop grit and you become more creative. And look at what you've done, not resting on your laurels during COVID. You're making money. You're finding other ways of resilience. You're educating yourself in other ways. And also, I'm also trying to think, we may not have an acting industry in Los Angeles at all. I mean, it could be all going to New Zealand and Australia. And it's like, okay, well, think, look at your other other backgrounds. What else can you do to incorporate that? I'm looking at pharmaceutical sales because we're smart also. I mean, we have an academic background. We just have to go with the flow, and, and and you and I would never quit. It just we just don't have that. Right, and so, we've never had anything handed to us. Never, never. Like I, I've already just said it. My my football coach in high school said I wasn't going to make it. Like no one handed me a, a football career. Nobody. Like right. I worked my ass off to get it. Yeah. You know, and I still work my ass off. Like it's funny. I compete with I compete with these kids out there now because I got a competitive mentality. And I am slow right now. I've never, That's I've never been. Your belly, your belly. I am, I, I'm running, I'm running with these kids, and some of these kids are faster than me. So I'm telling you right now, man, it's, it's humbling. Like you know what I'm saying? It's it's a humbling experience when these kids are beating me. Like, wait a minute, man, this ain't cool. <laughs> like I don't like it. But that's all they do all day is train, probably. You know. Yeah, but but there's the thing though. What well, I, I, you're gonna get beat. Are they better? Are they better than me? Um. Technique-wise, probably not, because I just have years of experience on them on that. Will I be teaching them to be better? Hell yeah. Will these kids become elite? Possibly. I got, I got, I got a couple kids that I'm coaching right now that I see some heavy potential at. Amazing. And then I, I have a couple kids I look at, and I'm like, this is going to be fun for you. You're going to work your ass off. You're going to be good. You're going to be good enough to play. To get to the next level, it, it's, you're going to have to put in a lot of extra work. It's not impossible, but it's realism. It's not, it's not, it's not like I got a kid that won't be a division one starter. Just won't be like, he won't be. It's just unless 
<laughs> he gets physically blessed overnight or within the next three years and his body shifts and his and that can happen. You can shift your body. I'm not saying that it can't happen. Like the, the work ethic has to go in that much harder. Okay. Some people are naturally gifted and naturally, I got a couple naturally gifted kids with the right work will be very successful at the division one level. And then I have a couple that are going to be really good division three ball players. Sure. And I got, I got a couple that are just going to be high school ball players and that's it. And that's okay. That's all right. And it, it, it's fine that way. Cause I've got high school friends that still live in their high school, you know, moments that were good high school football players. The I got Al the, Bundy mentality. Exactly. I got Al Bundy friends. I scored six <laughs> touchdowns in one game. And da, da, da. Okay, good. Cool, man. That's awesome. You had fun and you relish those memories, you know, but once again, they weren't all given the ribbon. So they knew at some point that was going to end. All the kids that are getting these blue ribbons right now, the participation uh, ribbons don't know when it's going to end. And when it does come to an end, they're going to be shell shocked. Right. And do you feel comfortable telling them these, just these, the realisms of what you see and, and to the parents as well? And do the parents fight back on that? I do. I do. I spoke to one dad and he, he was a little more realistic than I was about it. Like he was really, he took his son down a couple notches and I looked, you know, looked at him and I was like, you know, I'm not saying he can't. Like he's like, and he's one of my hardest workers. I'm not saying that he can't or he won't, uh, you know, size is going to be a, you know, a determining factor. Like, you know, I looked at his dad, his dad is, you know, five, eight, you know, his mom is five, five, three, you know, genetically, you know, he's a sophomore. He's already at like five, 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 six. He'll probably five, cap at maybe, maybe, five, nine, maybe, you know? maybe five, maybe five, 10, sure. you know, cause of the, the, genetics and the stuff that gets put into our food, you know, who knows what happens is a lot of these kids are bigger than they've been in the past, but not going to be that big. And the position that he, you know, he wants to play, you know? So yeah, he probably, he probably won't be the one going to D one sure. at that level, at that, you know, at that position, not saying he can't go there and play on, on the kickoff team and have fun and be on the team. You know, I'm not saying that can't happen, but if he wants to play and be successful, you got to, you know, be real, be realistic. Division three. Play. Sometimes when they're just at that level, but they're really strong and they're a great work ethic, they can go into coaching. And a lot of. I, I, that's what happens. A lot of them route. do that. A lot yep. of them do that. And, you know, I, I tell them and I tell the kids, I try to be as realistic with them, you know, because the odds of playing, you know, there's, I think the numbers were, were set up. There's like a million high school uh, football players. Of the million high school football players, 100,000 will end up playing in college. Okay. Of the 100,000 that are playing in college, 1,000, 1,000 will get a chance to play in the NFL. Of those, there'll be 100 of them that'll make it. Insane odds. Okay. And the league has 30, 32 teams. 32 teams. There's 55 guys on the squad. So 55, 50, just say 50, 55. 750 players, right? Am I right? Or fifth, like yeah, right around there? Like, around that, yeah. I don't know. My math. Uh, this figure anywhere between 750 to 1,000 players are in the league. Now, a million players in high school to 1,000 players at the pro level, 
a thousand players don't make it every year. You know what I'm saying? It's not a thousand that a hundred will be successful. Oh, no, we'll, we'll make it. Of that, 10 of them will be success, like successful. Of that, one of them will be a Hall of Famer. It's discouraging odds. But regardless, it, you, it you, is. you mentor the academic part of it because someone could be a phenomenal football player, get all the way to the end, and like have an ACL, ACL blow on the first practice. And if they have I, nothing to fall back on, it's, it can be really scary. And you see that. You see that happening with a lot of, a lot of the kids that go to the next level where they bypass their education or, you know, you hand a kid, especially nowadays, man, like these kids are coming out and they're handed $25 million. Like that's a signing bonus, you know, $10 million, $5 million. It's a lot of money. for GPS with no, it's scary. You know, that's a a lot lot of, of, that's a lot of money for a 21 year old. You know what I'm saying? And if you're, if something happens to you and you're not set up, educational wise like your mind isn't set up you're not educated you're in trouble like you're in trouble like you don't there's nothing for you to fall back on unless you have some wonderful pr people and a, a team in your corner but they don't take them as, but, they don't take players aside and be like here's your financial counselor here's your here's your like you know you got sharks out there you got yes. sharks out there everybody's looking to take money from you okay groupies, groupies. and make it to make it as real as possible like i don't care who you are I don't care if you're the number one draft choice and you've got everything going for yourself and your agent is going to take money from you. Your lawyer is going to take money from you. Your publicist is going to take money from you. Your dad, your dad is going to take money from you. Your cousin third time removed is going to take money from you. If you don't know what you're doing, you're going to be taken. And we've seen that happen. We've seen it happen in the entertainment industry. We've seen it happen in the sporting industry. It happens all the time. And, And I do, I stress the education to these kids, man. Like you have to set yourself up. You have to be educated. Learn, learn as much as you can. I'm not saying you got to be a scholar. I was far from a scholar. You know, I got my degree in political science. I minored in sociology and psych. Wanted to go to law school. You know, I got accepted to law school. I just chose, I just chose, I just chose sports as my life. And then when I got done with the sporting world, I went into the business world. I opened up a restaurant. You know, after that, I decided, fuck it, let's take another challenge and, you know, kick the odds up. And I got into the acting industry. 17 years later, I'm sitting in front of you right now discussing how I got here. So I must have done something right. And somebody must have guided me correctly to get me to where I'm at now. And I want to return that favor. I think you also stayed humble and I think you gave back a lot. I mean, look I did, yeah. you've talked to your high school and have gone back and like, look what you're doing now. You're not doing this for the money. You're doing it for the love of the game and to help the kids. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do charge them. Like, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sugarcoat right. it and lie right. and say, I'm not trying, I got to put food on the table. I got to pay my bills. Um, so I do charge them, you know, and I'm also, you know, I teach well, they're, an getting the, they're getting the quality. Absolutely. I teach it. I teach an acting class. So like my thing is I, I love, I love teaching. I love coaching. Like, I love being around young minds and just t- trying to mold them and teach them. Like, you know, and football's my love, man. Sports, sports in general is my love. Like, I, I think I'm pretty capable of coaching multiple sports. I just, I just love the games enough where I, I've thrown myself in them and I could teach the game. And a lot of it is the mentality of it. But football's been my love. Acting is my love. And these are the two things that I've been really coaching and focusing on. And it's been fun for me. Like it, it, it's kind of revived my, my youth, 
Like I feel Absolutely. like I'm, I'm a kid again and I'm out there For playing sure. with them. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting the respect level. Like these kids actually, you know, they call me coach. Like, you know, it's funny. They, they, it, it changed. First it was guy, 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 guy. Now it's kind of shifted. Like they don't call me by my name anymore. It's like, you know, they gave me the title. You have authority. They, they sense the authority and they really and, look up to you. I mean, yeah, authority is such a, you know, it's like when you say authority, like I'm not authoritarian. Right. But I know, like I'm an authority in the. You have the knowledge. Yes. And it's cool. And it's cool. It feels really cool for me. And this is where, once again, like, you know, there's no participation freaking ribbons. I earned that, you know, the, the, these kids see it. And the thing is, I think these kids see me working with them. You know, I'm not, I'm not the coach because I know coaches that, and some great coaches that will tell you how to do something and then expect you to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to show you how to do it. I might not be as fast at it as I used to be. I may not be as mobile as I used to be at doing it, but I'm going to go through the motions with you. I'm going to show you how to do it. I'm going to show you it can be done type of thing. And it's like, I, I kind of thought at Adam, like if a 46 year old can do this, who's been beat up in his life, body is, cr- you know, body's hurting. If I can do this, your 14, 15 year old ass can do this. Absolutely. And I think they see that and they, they kind of, they like, they like the fact and they like the fact that I don't sugarcoat it with them. You know, yeah. I, I, I kind of, I make them work, but I do praise them. Let's, let's not forget that kids are formidable. You know, you still, there's a way to, there's a way to, to positively negatize something. If that makes sense. It does. It does. It, it's, it's, it's realism, but yet you, you, they know you care about them. And I yeah. think that kids can really sense BS and you can't talk down to kids. They're, like, they're very yeah. smart. Like that. And these kids today, man, they, they're, they're, they're so quick at, you know, coming back at you and getting something on you, you know, or finding not even just on you, but just coming back at. Sure. At things. I don't even know where I'm going with that. Almost with like some disrespect. And I yes. probably put, you probably put them in their place in a good way. I, I, I that's why I think they, you've gone from guy to coach because you have established yourself with the knowledge and the fact that, you know, you kind of demand respect just by what you do. You don't yeah, and, yell at and, 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 you know, no, there's definitely, it's not a yelling thing. And it's, I don't do, you know, like cardio by punishment or punishment by cardio. I don't, I don't do like, Oh man, if you got to run a lap for being for the, no, nah, cause then it, all of a sudden running a lap becomes a punishment. And when you got to do a lap or do some sort of cardio, they don't want to do it because it, it's kids, man. This is what you're teaching them. If you teach that running is a punishment, they don't want to do it. They don't want to do punishments. They want to do things that make them grow. Right. So like, you know, my, my, there's no punishments. Like I'll get down on you. Hey, your footwork is off. We got to do it like this. It's just constant repetitiveness. Then it's just, I'll, I'll slow you down instead of doing it full speed. We're going to walk through it. And then I make it boring. That's when it turns around and they're like, fuck this, man. I got to move fast. I can't do it that's when they start feeling it and that's when they start moving forward and getting faster because now they're learning the technique at slow motion sure. which is irritable okay can you imagine two hours doing the same step just if i had you just doing right foot move forward right foot move forward Actually, right foot. i can because i'm in physical therapy so i do so know. <laughs> so you know that where you're just doing one step over and over and but over. i've had four injuries because i push it so that was stupid. That's my mentality of like, just, Oh, just get on with it. Right. And had I listened in the beginning, I wouldn't have had four setbacks during physical therapy. 
Yeah, we're not trying to hurt you. We're are not you, trying. Are you to, even surprised by this? No, <laughs> you know? not, not one bit. Because you, you're, you, like I, you, you will, <laughs> you will cut your leg off to run faster. Absolutely. Which doesn't make sense to me. Like you cut it. Ah, get rid of it. Let's get rid of it. Let's go. <laughs> right. So, um, but yeah, and it's and then I do the same thing when I teach like my acting class. You know, and the studio that I'm a part of, uh, you got to join the studio in order to. Um, be get into my acting classes three sure. two three two one acting studios. It's in Flintridge, but now we, we're doing it via Zoom. Um, I try to be like a realist in in the acting world too with these kids because once again these, these are younger kids that I teach um, tweens tweens to young adults. Sure. Um, and I try to make it real to them, but the studio we're, we're like we're really positive focused. And we try to keep everything on, on the positiveness of, of the business. But not blowing smoke up your ass like some acting schools in LA that we know. I I I, I lean on that. Okay. Okay. I I lean on that. Um, but we don't want to share the negative of the business in this in this acting class. Yeah. But the realism of it is, it's a business. Okay, it's show business. And I'm, listen, I, I'm finding it that way. You know, it's even with who you know doesn't necessarily matter. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I don't want to get too, I'm not dropping any names, so no names. But like I know a few predominant people in the business that just because I know them doesn't mean anything. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it's, it, it's a very hard business. And I think once again, it's a little work ethic. You put the work in. I've always said this. If you put the work in, you're going to work. It's simple. Like you put the work in, you're going to work. You're gonna, you may not be you know, Meryl Streep or Robert De Niro or, you know, the greats. You may not be them, but who's to say you can't get on a television show or a movie or on set or, you know, work a modeling convention. Like, you're going to work. You put the work ethic, you know, put the work in, you're going to work. Plain and simple. In life, like I said, this goes back to just in life in general. If you put the work in, you're going to work. You sit back and you're on your couch, you're eating freaking peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, playing PlayStation all day. That's what you're going to live. That's what you're going to get. It's that simple. No one's going to just come over and hand it to you. And I think a lot of actors do do that. I mean, there, I have one friend that just, all he does is watch movies. That's the only thing he does. Does an addition, but he considers himself an actor because he studies movies. Well, that's great if you're studying for a role, but that doesn't even make sense. You know, I think yeah, that would be like me saying, I read medical books. So I'm a doctor. <laughs> right. Oh, no, no. I read medical books. I'm, I'm a doctor. Yeah, no, and, no. and we've heard of people that have gone through the ranks and they are actual medical doctors that don't have a degree. Which is crazy. Which is crazy. Usually the ones no. that steal organs. But anyway, you, this is, this has been fantastic. I really appreciate it. And just a final, a couple final things. How do you think, what do you think is too young to start lifting weights? And, or even, I don't even want to maybe touch the subject, but like protein powers and creatines. What do you advise if a parent were to ask you that? I mean, obviously you can't coach a nutrition without any kind of a degree. Um, how do you feel on that? Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm not going to claim expert on, right. on this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit on the lines of my personal knowledge and my personal usage of, of everything. Um, it's changed through the years. You know, um, we were told when we were younger not to lift heavy because it would stunt growth um, at a young age. I don't think that's the case 
right. anymore. I, I agree. Just physiologically speaking, your body's going to grow regardless. Like yep. I, don't, I don't think lifting weights stunts your growth. I think it actually helps the growth yeah. now if you're going power lifting and you're doing all that insane stuff that that's a little sure. too much like sure. then i don't i don't i don't recommend that i do i do think that you should let your body develop a little bit like you know i got nephews okay and i got i got a what's the, what, 11 11 sixth grade 11 and a six and six year old and they're running now you know they're both tremendous athletes uh the 11 year old is a tremendous hockey player um and the six-year-old is playing with 10-year-old soccer like the kid's like a little messy it's, it's it's just like unbelievable watching these kids play but they run a lot they my uh my brother-in-law's got them on a treadmill they do push-ups they do sit-ups at a young age push-ups sit-ups core training a hundred percent 100 percent core training was johnny an athlete johnny was a baseball player oh johnny, he was he was a tremendous baseball, tremendous okay. baseball player left-handed left-hander wow. was a tremendous baseball player uh and he wore number 24 just like i did oh that's insane yeah cool. uh and then the kids started wearing 24 and 32 it's funny how they the kids are following uncle and daddy suit, which is really it's cool. It's just kind of meant to be. That's very cool. But even but like, going, going yeah. back to what I was saying, like the weights aspect of it, I would stay away from the weights until you got into high school, until the body starts to somewhat develop. And then you could develop the muscle mass on the developing body. Sure. Cause you got to go, all of us go through an awkward stage. Let that happen. Get the muscle mass and then work out. Uh, as far as protein shakes and all that stuff, I don't see anything wrong with it as long as you're eating healthy. I don't see having a protein shake, you know, to supplement a meal in between. Like, you know, have a good healthy breakfast, have a protein shake in between there, maybe a snack on lunch and a healthy dinner. I don't see that being a problem. Um, How about the things like gainers? The, and the gainers, the creatines, um, the – you know, glucosamine, I, I would jump all over because that's just going to help with the, the joints and the joints and all that. But stay away from any of the energy energy inhibitors. Like th those are just they're going to hurt you to start off. And I take them now, which is stupid. Which is stupid. I'm saying it. I take it now, and it's stupid. So I'm only telling you things that I do, and I'm going to tell you the effects and the positive. Does it give you a bunch of energy? Hell yeah. But you're going to crash from it 100%. But you know how to manage, and you're you're. You know your you know your body really well, but for kids, absolutely not. No, kids. I, yeah, I would I would I would veer away from that. But I would, the protein powders and the protein shakes. Uh, yes, absolutely, because it's just it's added protein. It's something sure. that you're gonna your body's going to use and burn. But I think if they're maybe trying to like if it's alignment or something, it, that's a lot of added sugar and other things that they don't need unless. You well, know. find find the stuff that's that you know find the stuff that's pure. got the healthy the, the pure like there's sugar there's sugar free protein powders mm -hmm. there's sugar free. Um, shakes um there, there's healthy versions of doing this or right. hey listen man do it the old school fashioned way crack a couple eggs in the morning eat your eggs you know then people are going to argue with me because i'm not a nutritionist so i'm not going to sit here and claim anything i'm just going to say like i like I'm, I'm a meat guy i'll eat my my red meats my chickens and my fishes and i'll have my eggs but then you know your cholesterol level might jump up you know it, there's there's a balance to everything that you have to do. Right. Uh, is vegan a way of going about doing things? 
eh, that's your choice. Not mine. You can just I sit there and eat watermelon dried fruit all day. And then you, and you, you follow, <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? Like I've done some crazy diets in my life. I've gone, sure. I've done baby food diets. So just because I've done it doesn't mean they're good. You know what I'm saying? Cause I'm, I'm, when, when we're on the levels of what we do, you have to almost like experiment sometimes and yeah. again, but not recommended for the general public for sure. Yeah. I mean, I've gone on, I've gone on literal baby food diet, but I've eaten little baby food just, just to get the nutrients in me. Exactly. So, <laughs> That's awesome. And finally, what is your favorite cheat food during COVID? Like what is, what is something that like you just have developed a craving and like, Oh my God. And maybe did you gain some weight and then you kind of got back in your element? I think we all did. <laughs> uh, well, let's see. We, the, the, the pizza run obviously has been a run, but Gino's East just opened up out here. It's a Chicago uh, based company and they got a deep dish pizza and I'm Giving giving Gino's East some free publicity right now. So very good, Gino's East. If you're listening, if you're listening, Guy Narduli wants a free deep dish pizza after all this. We'll make sure we put that on there. Um, but but uh, you know that that's been and then you know me chocolates. I just I'm a chocolate freak. Like I and ice cream. Like um, yeah, give me give me my Ben and Jerry's and I'm I'm in trouble. Absolutely. Have any of your favorite restaurants, like you love Mastro's and certain things, has anything gone under during COVID that you really miss, or even some holes in the wall, Italian places or whatever that uh, you had to see? There's been a couple of Chinese places out here that have shut down that have, I, we go to one place, I'm not, I'm done giving free publicity, but they go to one place and they got these New York style egg rolls. They're about five inches by five inches. I mean, it's mm -hmm. like a, it's like a, Burrito almost. Burrito almost, man. This thing is sure. holy cow delicious. And they're still open, thank God. But there's a few places that have shut down. And it's sad to see. Um, the other day I was driving down Sunset and a couple places that, you know, we used to go to were shut down. And I just, I was like, wow, man. It's just it's, so sad to see these places shut LA down. LA just doesn't look anything. And New York, I mean, I'm just, I, you know, I moved from there and I have so many friends there. They're like, this is not the same city. It's yeah. crazy. It, it's, so. it's the, the restaurant business has taken a hit. It, it's hard for me. Like I, I master, like I wish I can go to Mastro's, but I don't want to sit outside and eat a steak. Right. It, it doesn't have the same ambiance. Like the ambiance. restaurant. And you know how hard a restaurant is to run without, in a, in a good economy. I, I, what, what concerns me is this, like, you know, we live in a state in Southern California where the weather is pretty freaking solid year round. Right. Um, What's going to happen in New York and Chicago in the winter when these people can't sit outside and eat? Right. Like, not for nothing. I ain't sitting outside when it's minus 32 degrees. No. Like, that's cold. And my friend Whitney said that the rats are everywhere because they're attacking people for food. food. But at least, at least the rat population will maybe go down when it gets cold. So. That's really scary. So um, thank you so much for doing this today. You were absolutely yes. phenomenal. And please tell our listeners how they can find you and how they can support you. Uh, well, my Instagram is safety24. That's how it sounds, like safety24 on Instagram. Guy Narduli on um, Facebook. And Guy24 on Twitter. Uh, and if you have any questions regarding football camps and you guys want to get involved in that, my email address is very simple. It's my first and last name at yahoo.com. Guy Narduli at yahoo.com. Um, yeah, in the links, and also, what if someone were, were to want to take an acting class? They have to first go to three to one acting studios, join, and then to get. They want to go through the studio. They can do that. If they want to do private coaching, they can 
hit me up privately and we can discuss that that also i do a little bit of private coaching on the side sounds for that. great and who's who's gonna who's gonna be a good team for nfl this year oh come on man there's no there's no question about that the you bears. are so loyal you are so loyal bear bear down bear down <laughs> chicago bears you know skull viking nothing bear down nfc north baby but skull vikings on this no, side no, no, no. <laughs> bear, bear down bear down chicago bears you are awesome, Guy. Thank you so very much, and best of luck with everything. I appreciate this. Thank you so much for having me. Um, great seeing you. Great being with you. This was cool, man. I can't, I can't say thank you enough for this. Thank you. And that was Guy Narduli, who coaches and mentors young champions in football and in life. We appreciate you for listening, and please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. You can also listen on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Luminary, TunedIn, or at Believe.com. You can reach out to me for any questions or topics you'd like covered on the show at Ann McDaniels. Please stay tuned in next week for Las Vegas showgirl and fitness professional who pushes her own limits to show up as her ultimate best for her clients each day. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of So Cal Sweat. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.